Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, all right, all right. We are live. I don't do this very often. I'm not very good at it. Um, I'm Kamatovic, your host for In Liberty and Health. Make sure you check out all the uh, stuff that I got going on here. While I do not have my element box in the background. Wow, I really fucked that all up. So um, today we got a special stream and I'm super excited for everybody. So uh, without further ado, let's go. What is up, everybody? My name is Kyle Matovic. I am the host of the In Liberty and Health podcast where we talk all things liberty, health and wellness, and beyond. My hope is to encourage and spread the message of liberty and physical and mental well-being. I hope you enjoy all the topics we talk about with our guests. We're on all major streaming platforms, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Man, I'm doing as good as anyone can do getting buried by his 13-year-old son on leg day. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for not being on this podcast because I got to go see Metallica. So if that's a problem, kiss my ass. Okay. All, right. <laughs> All right, Force Mommy and Hex. Force Mommy, welcome back. And Hex, welcome to your first time on Liberty and Health. How's everybody doing? And you guys are muted. Or, you know what? I have to do that, actually. Hold on. What up? Yeah, we're good. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm happy to have you guys here. And it's always fun to chat. And like I said, you guys' Discord is probably one of the ones that I'm... Uh, most uh active in so uh anyways how you guys doing how's uh everybody making out not bad not not terrible i'm good i'm over i'm over my twitter addiction i think at this point i'm like moving on a little bit hex is still on there but you know for now for so did, figure out I'm back. did you delete or did you just get banned i get insta banned even if i so my last one we made i used only a vpn used a different phone number paul my producer like basically made it where he lives and i wasn't even using it for a couple of days because i was out in the, up in wisconsin and didn't have internet and then like it it banned me when i wasn't even using it so mm -hmm. it's just they're on to me i guess and like the reasons they gave were so dumb it was like said it was adding too many people and it was like i wasn't even using it what so i don't know if i'm getting reported or what but mm -hmm. yeah that kind of seems to be the same deal with reed um hex you seem to have been able to kind of chill out under the radar um are you kind of moving away from twitter too or are you just kind of eh? I, I usually see your good morning tweets but that's about it yeah so like forest mommy was saying our producer paul he basically set up both of our accounts and gave us access to the VPN he uses. So I only ever use Twitter when I'm at home. So I like, and only on my computer. So I like fire up my computer, see what's going on for a few minutes, then just pop back off. And then I won't get back on until I get, get home from work. Oh my God, you are so much smarter than me. Listen, I am on usually sprinkled throughout the day, definitely on the ride to work. So like around six to like seven o'clock, you'll probably see me do a shitload of tweets, talking a bunch of shit and saying really, really rude stuff. And then throughout the day, if I get notifications, I may kind of throw some bombs back. I wasted way too much time on it. I was telling them last night in our stream, I'm like, well, now I can be more productive with like actual productive things. You know? I'll be right but back. I'm so good at Twitter. Oh, cool. Okay. I'm so good at Twitter. That's the thing, too, is like I've it's where I built a following. Like I'd never had that many followers anywhere else. Um, Obviously, it was the timing of everything with COVID and shit, but it was like yeah. it built, you know, it found such a good community. And then they're like, and I didn't even do anything that bad. That's what I get mad about. But whatever. yeah, well, it, it's odd to me because you could literally find porn on there. Like it's not like you have to dig, and all you have to do is say, Yes, I'm over 18 years old. And then <laughs> voila, you know, you literally have you porn shit up on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, and the, that's assuming that's why they took me down too. Because I keep ask, I keep appealing it, and they're like, all they say is, 
you had sensitive, something sensitive in your profile. And I'm like, well, then let me change it too. Like they let other people delete posts. I'm like, I will fucking change it. Cause I get it. I get like, you can't have that in a profile picture. Cause then there would be dicks in every profile picture. Let's face it. Like <laughs> how dudes are right. So well, <laughs> there's gotta be something else going on. Like, I don't know. We'll yeah. It, it's, it's weird to me. Um, my YouTube seems to have been kind of more the target for the, you know, algorithms. Cause I've had, I want to say almost five videos um got a strike and taken down and i've had three appealed no no actually only two got appealed successfully and i have two strikes on my channel now i had a warning when i had reed and eric jack or uh, reed coverdale and eric jackman on and we we're talking about uh, epstein and they took it down for harassment and uh there was like they didn't give me like anything specific it just said harassment i'm like oh, well who, who did we harass did you see? Well, Hotep Jesus had a week. He got hit for a week. And then Chrissy Nair, I just found out yesterday, she got hit for a week right before she's supposed to do this huge stream where she's like raising money for shit as content house. And like whatever she had up, and I think same with Hotep, what, what took him down. Other mainstream channels have it up on theirs. It was mm -hmm. like a clip from them, but they took her down for it. So it's like, what? Whatever. Yeah. Well, that's why we're moving to other. I hate social media, but we got to do all this stuff, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I hate that it's and like the other platforms, unfortunately, their algorithm or they don't like have algorithms or their algorithms aren't very complimentary for smaller creators. YouTube is like okay about it, but it just seems so arbitrary where they kind of pick who they're going to take off the platform. Because like bigger channels will say all the same shit I'm saying, but then I'll get hit with a strike and they'll be perfectly fine. Uh, mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, it's because they don't want normal people like us, like mm -hmm. building followings. Because if normal people start speaking out and getting people, you know, that's what, that's what I think is going on at least. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, because I, I think people like us are a lot more relatable rather than We're likable, right, Kyle? We're likable. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, well, and Hex too, whenever he uh, yeah, pops Hex. back on. Yeah, I think Hex is a likable guy. But I think um, what you and I hopefully bring to the table is this likability, like we've like we kind of said, and we've talked about on Twitter as well. Um, I think for the libertarian movement and for liberty altogether to be successful, you need more likable people because there are some libertarians that just like to argue about the dumbest shit. Like the one thing I saw today was somebody saying, oh, just don't work for government. It's like, well, <laughs> what are you supposed to do? Tell your kids, all right, looks like Ian's are going hungry tonight because, well, I, the non-aggression principle, like, come on. Yeah, like there are some times in life where you have to like do that. And I, I, someone was talking about them Discord the other day because they have a government or a defense contractor job mm -hmm. or whatever. And I'm like, I get feeling bad, but at this point, fuck it, drain the government. <laughs> I'm like, I should get a government job just so I could like start draining it back. I don't care, mm -hmm. like you know. At yeah. some point, you have to, like be real. Mm -hmm. All right, there's Hex. Hex, you all right? Yes, sir. We all good. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so did everybody stay safe from ye? Um, I, I, I gotta be honest. I've not watched anything about it. All I saw was him pretty much just saying the, the Jewish media. And I have to say it was kind of funny when he was on with Lex Freeman. Yeah, <laughs> he's, JM. He's like, it's offensive to say Jewish media. Well, JM. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, Hex did. I don't think Hex saw that yet. I, I just saw that part too. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Lex is like, don't, well, don't say Jewish media, it's offensive mm -hmm. or whatever. And like right away, Kanye is like, okay, JM. Or just says JM so fast. <laughs> it's just like, and Lex yeah, is well, like. Yeah, Lex is kind of an NPC, but I remember watching Kanye years ago and just thinking like, man, this dude's fucking insane. And I love <laughs> it. <laughs> Did you watch the documentaries that was on Netflix recently? Like he knew back in the day to be documenting everything. You know, mm. so then he has this like, so he's definitely a genius, but yeah. it's hard when you're famous and rich in this fucking world with all the crazy people who get to you and want you to do things. So it's definitely a method to his madness. Yeah, well, um, Hex, you could, I'm sure, speak to this just as well as I could, but um, to be as creative as someone like him is, you really have to kind of be whacked out there. Like, I'm relatively creative. I'd like to believe a common crown's pretty good, but like. I don't know. I feel like for the kind of music he makes, you really have to have a very abstract kind of mind because you, you know, really, hip hop, yeah, really, right? Yes. With hip hop, it's a lot more. Like I said, it's abstract because you're not. It's with jazz. You're speaking jazz, kind of. So that's right. like your brain works different. Sorry. 
No, that's okay. Yeah, like when you hear <laughs> when you hear boomers talk about it, it's like, oh, they're just you know saying words or something like that. I'm like, oh, well, there, there's a lot more going on there than I think most people really realize, and a lot of people just kind of yes. say, oh, well, you know, it's yeah, there, there's a lot more going on, and I I couldn't fucking do it. I'm gonna try. I'm a, I'm starting my rap career here pretty soon. Let's go. <laughs> Well, as long as you're, uh, as long as you don't sound anything like Eminem, I'll be uh, okay with it because I, I joke all the time. If I could like beat anybody like through the uh, the the knees with something, it would be Eminem. I just I don't know. He sounds like Big Bird getting something shoved up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah, I I, I do kind of have a deep seated hatred for Eminem. I I can't. Wow. I don't really like him or love him, but I just, he came about when like I was in high school and stuff. So you know, there's a journey. But I wasn't really allowed to listen to him anyway. So, oh, were your parents like that? Oh yeah, I did. The first secular music I didn't even hear until I was like probably ten years old. <laughs> it was Simon and Garfunkel, which that was great. That was a great introduction to secular music. So, yeah, I think I had the typical Zoomer introduction for. Uh... Simon and Garfunkel from hearing the sound of silence by disturbed. And then I found out that like they existed. It's funny. I'm a music guy, but I had no idea. they. Well, you exist. don't know what you don't know. And you have to be introduced yeah. to music, especially like when, when you're, you're young, you don't know, like, some especially, people... when you're, especially when you're younger, it's like, yeah. Uh, these guys are like more than twice my age. So I yes. don't know. And some people have like jazz parents, you know, so they got introduced to jazz earlier, you know, like you just, it's just kind of luck of the draw. I was I got to listen to Amy Grant and stuff early on. So, you know, <laughs> really cool. Oh, you guys are probably too young to know who she is. So never mind. Yeah, I don't know who that is. <laughs> she was Not ringing any bells. She was a Christian singer and then she got divorced, which was like, oh my God. And then she got secular. She married uh, Vince Gill, I think is who she married, that remarried. Sorry. Mm. Anyway. No, no, that's okay. Um, <laughs> you know what's funny is that I actually have like a huge love for christian metal bands and i'm not religious at all but like the christian metal bands are like stupid fucking good for today was a band that i never really listened to i like i kept seeing them come my pandora and i like just got into them last year i'm like holy fuck these guys are so fucking good <laughs> yeah i mean it's good music is good music whatever you know I wouldn't say most like Christian contemporary music is very good, but there's be there became better bands and stuff as long as it, yeah. as it came out. Mm -hmm. Now, did um either of you guys go to like a lot of concerts growing up? Uh, I'm I'm sure I feel like the answer is yes, but uh um I'm I'm kind of curious. Like, other than being barred from you know learning about any secular music till a later date, um, did you get to go to any kind of events or anything like that? Because my first concert was Guar Lamb of God and John Kirk Howard when I was 15. <laughs> yes, when I was 15 years old, I'll never forget seeing their singer Otis. And I apologize for my dogs freaking the fuck out downstairs. Hopefully, you can't hear them too much. Um, their singer had this giant fucking sword, and I remember him saying, I need to stab this baby in the twattest pussy fuckhole. And it's like this baby with a baby growing out the side of its head and this giant vagina with teeth and it fucking jams a sword in it. It starts spraying blood everywhere. I was 15 and I'm like, oh my God, yes. So that was kind of, that was, that was my first you? concert. Um, my mom's, my mom's boyfriend at the time. Did. Nice. Mm. No, growing up, I didn't go to, I didn't go to concerts growing up, but like my first job out of high school was with a um, concert promoter, basically. Mm -hmm. So then I went to like all the concerts and it was kind of uh, like, yeah. I didn't belong there, but like, so my first concert was actually Andrew WK. And then like, uh, and then I started working all these concerts. And so that was, so I made up for it when I was, you guys were still young then too, but early 2000s. I didn't, I didn't go to a lot of concerts growing up uh, either, really. I think, uh. I think a big part of that was the type of music I was listening to at the time. Like high school, I was like big metalhead, and back then, um, you were if you were black and a metalhead, oh, you got so much shit. <laughs> okay, so you, you, oh, sorry. So you know, my parents they weren't particularly fond of the music I was listening to at the time. So yeah, I didn't get to go to a lot of concerts growing up, but well. I, I try not to throw this out there because I did have somebody call me racist at one point and uh, the best man in my wedding or my other groomsman, my brother's my best man, 
he's a black dude and we used to listen to metal and play guitar in my room like when we were kids for hours and hours and hours on end so i kind of see it we used to go to like mayhem festival and shit like that and we just have a good time together so um what, what kind of stuff did you grow up on hex like uh for me it was all like the early 2000s like 2005 metalcore all the remains kill switch engage lamb of god um and then obviously like pantera metallica and all that kind of stuff yeah so i got into that stuff as a teenager when i was growing up it was basically like michael jackson different r&b artists different uh hip-hop prince and they and funny like back then i wasn't the biggest fan of prince but now i am Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just a lot of that. You stuff. like Prince? What? I couldn't tell. <laughs> just okay. Just kidding. I know. Okay, so, so um, the other thing I wanted to ask is, how did you two kind of get hooked up? Because I, I, and I know you guys are fucking, or at least that's what they say on Twitter. And same deal with that Quincy. <laughs> if I'm around, if I hang out with the black guy, we fucked. If I hang out with uh-huh. the white guy, we didn't fuck. That's how you know. Frolicking through the flowers or whatever, whoever said that. <laughs> um, was it just kind of like a Twitter encounter that you two were like, hey, you know, let's start hanging out? Or what was the uh, story behind that? So we've been Twitter mutuals for a little while now. Uh, then last year, last August, I got banned for the first time. She found out. I kind of told her what happened. And then uh, her very first live stream was with me like a few days after I got banned. So mm-hmm. we did our live stream. We talked about how I got banned. We talked about like the COVID shit was still the main thing. We talked about that. We talked about a lot of other stuff. Then we kind of started doing live streams sporadically. And then it just became a weekly thing. And now yeah, we had and then we just had hooked up Jesus on for Christ's sake. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, so I think I asked Forrest Mommy this, but Hex, how was um, COVID in 2020 for you? Because you were, you're literally only two hours away from me, but your situation could have been completely different. I feel like um, the lockdowns here in Pennsylvania were probably worse than Ohio, but you could probably elaborate better on that than I could. Uh, it, um, so DeWine was probably the worst Republican governor on COVID. He like completely went lockdowns and mass mandates and he didn't push the, he didn't go too hard on the vaccine, even though he was a fan of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we had the lockdowns and the mass mandates, which got lifted thanks to our uh, straight. So what happens, what, what happened was our state legislature, you basically unanimously, unanimously passed a bill to basically strip our governor of his COVID power. He vetoed it, but then they overrode the veto. So then like everything, like every mandate and every order just got nuked after mm-hmm. that. So that, you know, that was a good thing, but I guess like individual businesses, they still did their own things. They, a lot of them still required masks or whatever. And that's what, that's where, that's where it really sucked here because Cleveland is a big ish city. Mm-hmm. And with that, you get a lot of liberals here. And it was mostly liberals who bought into the COVID shit. Like, I lost friends over this. Like, yeah, I, told this story. I, I told this story before, but uh, there was this uh, tea shop I used to go to in this uh, arcade that I used to volunteer at. And uh, I was really good friends with the girl who worked there. But then COVID happened. She got it early on. Didn't have a good experience with it, even though she had like a whole litany of health issues which is why her experience was terrible and then after that she just like completely lost her fucking mind she like literally ratted people out for not wearing masks and it's just like yeah i don't want to deal with you and then like at work the vaccine came out they didn't mandate it but because i didn't get it they maybe get tested every week oh so in that regard it sucked Yeah, it was kind of like the job that I had. Um, I, I quit there, and then I think it was like a month after. And this was 2021. They mandated that everybody get the shot. And I was like, whew, dodged a bullet there. Or it was either right. get the shot or wear a mask at all times. And it was only where I worked was only about a half hour away from Pittsburgh at the time. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was fucked. Um, now, I'll throw this question to both of you guys, but 
um around here i'm starting to see a little bit more masks every here and there like some days it seems worse than others but if i go down to pittsburgh it's like holy shit there's still people that are like doing this um forest mommy is it still kind of the same deal like local area not too bad city is pretty bad um so my like where i, I sit normally the suburb house there's i see more and more masks in the grocery stores every day now like every time i go and i'm like are you kidding me like so i it was you know how it was but there's I don't get it. I don't get it. There's still people driving around with their stuff, masks. If I go into Denver, definitely, but I never go into Denver anymore. But yeah, there's definitely more people down there. You know, it, it's people are broke. Their brains are broken. Like they can, the, and I look at the people at the grocery store, and I'm at the point. Sam Tripoli said this at Skag Fest. Where he's like, that's how it should have always been. If you want to wear a mask, great. If not, not. You know, it should be like how it is now. It should have been how it is. And then he goes, but now I'm gonna make fun of you. Like I'm gonna make fun of you for doing it. But now I'm like, I like, <laughs> I kind of like give them a. I feel like a boomer bitch sometimes. But I kind of give them this look, like, mm-hmm. what is wrong with you? Like in the grocery store, it's always like forty year old, fifty year old white men and women, and like that aren't they're decent shape and stuff. So I'm like, what are you doing? But yeah, I think I wonder if with the flu season and stuff, if it's gonna pick up. Hopefully they don't do any mandates, but. Who knows? Here it's kind of gotten worse. Like the masking was starting to die down. Then I don't know why, but it started picking back up again. And I'm still seeing, I'm still seeing kids enough people wear masks where kids. I'm going. What's up? Oh, I've no, seen no, no, kids no, yeah. with masks. I've just keep seeing kids that, with I masks. Not, I haven't seen that, but like I've seen like adults who most more likely than not are vaccinated still walking around with masks. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing at this point? <laughs> yeah, I think that's kind of the uh, litmus test. You can usually tell who's vaccinated is, um, you know, if they're wearing a mask or not. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty funny. Those are usually the people who are vaccinated. There was somebody that I worked with who had recently left. And this dude would like work in his car whenever he could. He would wear two masks like a year ago. And then he finally moved down to an N95. And it's like you're, you're walking through a little shop like there is shit in cans that we put into vehicles that really has like skull and crossbones on it and you're worried about the fucking cold like whatever you got dude it, it the shit that's floating around in the shops will probably kill that much before anything else i know it's like a total boomerism but like come on dude really yeah yeah people i was looking in the chat stoner no douglas county did good i was talking about jeffco yeah, it's, I don't get, and I don't end up since the very beginning of this, the whole masking thing, which we all know it was a dehumanization tactic. It wasn't yeah. for anything, but it was like, it set out to say that everybody was sick at all the time. Like they literally have people convinced that, that, you know, and it's just, it's so sad. Like we're, I'm getting madder and madder and louder and louder. Cause I'm like, you guys don't understand what you told the line of the, right. like, these people who are just moving on. We were ranting last night on our stream too. It was like, do you not understand what you were pushing for? <laughs> like, I, right. that was my rant last night. I'm like, I not to like brag, but I was a fucking good person all my life, and I never bragged about that. But now I'm gonna say I was a good fucking person all my life. And what did you do? You literally wanted to banish me from society, like literally people I yeah, knew. They put, yeah, I, they put people's livelihoods on the line, like, <sighs> like, uh, so last year week of Thanksgiving, a lot of people were traveling, so. I did the test and this is like for the longest time I couldn't get access to those like tests that like where you get the results back in an hour up until like January or December. I was getting the uh, like test where they give you the results in like three days because it was the week of Thanksgiving. I'm pretty sure like all the lab personnel were traveling for for, uh, Thanksgiving or whatever. So I didn't get my results back until like damn near a week after I got tested. So that whole week of Thanksgiving, I wasn't able to show up to work. So I missed out on like a whole week's pay for these fucking dumbass policies. It was barely yeah. able to it was barely able to make rent, and I'm still pissed about that. Wow. Yeah, it's it's completely fucking bizarre to me. And I made a little thread about this the other day, but I'm thankful for my fiance because um I would have had no problems just saying fuck you to all the mandates and everything. But um, to see her, who's a relatively apolitical person, kind of say, well, you know, my job's mandating this, so it looks like I can't work here anymore. Um, 
it was really nice to see that she kind of had the same, you know, principle that I did. And even when I dug into the research and I, I know I can't cite the study or say exactly what would happen because last time I did a video got nuked, I got a strike, but um, it, it would have been bad for her, right? Like all the data completely suggested that it would have been way worse for her than the fact that we literally had it and got over it within like a couple days. Um, it was just so fucking dystopian. And she literally had a piece of paper that said, Hey, if you get pulled over by the police, show them this. So that way, you know, you know, you're, you're going to work. Like what the fuck are we doing? And I'm a mechanic cars always break. I was laid off. They, they laid you off over the shot. Not, over, just not, a, not over the shot, but in uh, March of 2020. Yeah. It was so bizarre. To and me. you're but necessary. That, you're essential as fuck. I mean, a mechanic. Right. Yeah, it was kind of weird that they tried to do it. And I remember <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty proud of my record on this because I uh, I had um, a status. I think it was March like 5th, 2020. I said, I'm not scared of coronavirus. And I knew right from the outset, I'm like, dude, this is going to be so overblown. And there were a lot of people of our persuasion that weren't quite on the same train. And I'm like, I don't know. Something just don't smell right with this. Yeah, that's how I was. Like, basically, like soon as the soon as everything happened i'm like this is a whole, this is going to be a whole scam and look where we are as soon as they were building it up on the news and stuff and like yeah i knew right away too i was like this is not <laughs> this is not what you do you know like it's i lost 20 pounds in those first like two butts or three butts because i was just like something like i was just shaking from the tyranny you know like i was just like something is not right and look at look they kept going they kept pushing because we all know how the news what media works you know media gets everyone scared and then they the you know eventually we got to the point where they were trying to mandate the vaccine you know, and they said that was a conspiracy theory even early COVID. they're like no 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 and then what happened then people you know so i don't i like i hate that we still have to talk about it but like i'm talking i'm like people don't you don't just get to move on from this i'm sorry but you don't like you hurt my yeah, like, everyone like so many businesses when I know, they're like so many businesses that went under because of the lockdowns a lot of people lost their jobs because of the vaccine mandates like but government jobs grew there's more government jobs now it's like you know what they're trying to do all sorts of bureaucracy. Yes. Yeah, so I remember, and I don't know how you guys' lockdowns were and how they kind of lifted, but in, uh, I want to say it was like April of 2020, they started to open stuff back up and you're allowed to go to restaurants. So there's this place called Green Forest Cherish Area. And if you guys don't know what a Cherish Area is, they just bring around all you can eat steak and different cuts Cutting. of meat and they'll give it to you. And the people that own this, this was like a family owned restaurant. They were just the nicest people in the world. And you could tell that they were just trying to do like everything they could to follow the ridiculous rules. So they had to like put the meat on a plate on a different table. And then you would have to grab the plate like over between the tables. It was the most ridiculous thing in the world. And they ended up going out of business. And these people like put somebody through college and paid for a vehicle for them just for working for them throughout the years. I mean, it was, it's fucking heartbreaking to see some of the shit. It happening. really is. Yeah. And then they tried to start these bureaucracies. I know out here they're like, well, you can, they started this thing called the five star program. And they're like, well, we, we can come inspect your restaurant or place of business. And if you pass our inspection, now you can have more occupancy and shit. And it was like, that is called like thuggery. Hello. So there was a couple restaurants. And, mafia bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that was literally mafia yeah, it's bullshit. extortion. And how does yeah. that have anything to do with science? Like, so there was a couple of good companies that were like, we're not doing that. Sorry, but and did you guys see uh, the, the actual article now where they got the FOIA uh, stuff with the CDC and the HHS were literally putting things out to say shame anti-vaxxers and shame like you, we oh, all saw it on the Twitter. If we were on Twitter during COVID, I mean, you saw all the campaigns you knew, like, you know, you saw all the leftists, whatever else in these campaigns or the news going after the restaurant out here like it was all paid for it or like how can you not see how organized and like this is and people are like no it can't be that and i'm like and then on top of that all of a sudden all of these uh social media outlets uh youtube instagram twitter suddenly have medical misinformation policies yeah. like where the fuck did that come from uh, right me? yeah and it's so 
ridiculous to me that people can't just have a relationship with their doctor and then they can kind of assess their risk for their like well what the fuck happened to that what happened to like informed consent and there's something very very strange about seeing the fucking president of the united states getting a shot in his arm like this is kind of i don't it's not like sacred but like i don't want to right i don't want people to watch me eating or i'll put up videos of me exercising to just show what i'm doing but like I don't know. It's like medical procedures. That shit's fucking weird. It's it really weird. Yeah, they made it all. They made it all weird, and that shows how many doctors are. But even even I have a direct primary care doctor, so he's a little bit out of the system, and even he was pushing the vaccine a little bit. So I was mm-hmm. like, they and people say that they're like, well, the doctors have to keep their and not keep their jobs and but and it's like, well, fuck them, fuck them. Like I was talking to a he's seventy years old. This other doctor i know and he looks amazing he's been all about anti-aging and working out and being healthy and all his life he like walks the walk and he was telling me in the 80s when he was going through med school that's when big pharma was like hitting up all the doctors even way back then he and he noticed it. he was like yeah the big pharma was like getting all these people in and trying to like turn it and so it's like that's how long this has been going on to like get people and we're so sick oh, everybody no. is so sick we have all this mm-hmm. missing Sorry, I'm rambling. No, no, you're good. You're good. Um, I kept saying that I didn't think COVID was like the big killer. I thought it was more of the pin that pricked the bubble because we had a public health bubble. We had a financial bubble, a bubble pretty much everywhere, right? And really, this just exposed people's underlying illnesses because we are a fat, obese, unhealthy nation. So my thoughts were right at the beginning, okay, well, I have to get as healthy as I possibly get. So I started losing weight, right? I mean, I was going out running all the time. And just trying to get as healthy as possible but um it's interesting that they also push hey stay at home don't go outside we'll close the parks but you can go to the strip clubs and go get alcohol but hey heaven forbid you go to a park or something like that um, fucking crazy yeah yeah where you know vitamin d everybody's deficient in vitamin d and it's not like this yeah i was just about (laughs) i was actually just about to bring bring that up i remember lockdowns happened and then i'd seen something on twitter about some report that recently came that at the time came out that showed that a lot of Americans have a vitamin D deficiency. And then it's like, then you lock them in their houses for two, three, four months. So it was so obvious. Like in the normal person reaction is, Oh, I better get health. That's been my thing my whole life. I didn't have health insurance when I was young and moved out. So I was like, Oh, I better be healthy. Like that should be your like number one. I can, cause you can do it yourself. Like that should have been the biggest public messaging all this money they spent on vaccine ads it's like why didn't you spend money on hey go for a walk you don't even have to go you know like nothing they're still doing all the kid vaccines i'm like why aren't you there are so many obese kids out there and that is like fucking child abuse in my opinion and it's mm-hmm. like why are you talking about how kids can be healthy and go outside like it's so nefarious i don't see how people don't see it yeah it's incredibly sick to see children obese and then now we essentially want them to outsource their immunity to big pharma and over the course of covid it was like childhood obesity went up by 25 percent. it's like this is fucking unacceptable because these kids are going to be predisposed to obesity for the rest of their lives um there's a theory called body fat set point theory so it's basically if you picture like a thermostat um you're going to have a certain weight that you can kind of like hover around but you're not going to get too much lower or too much higher without significant effort so like um for me my body fat set point is probably right around like where i'm at now like 185 to 195 if i want to get above that i would have to try really hard but at one point it was 250 pounds now obviously i lost all that weight but um these kids for the rest of their lives (laughs) a little bit but um, these kids for the rest of their lives are gonna have to deal with this and that means that they're going to it's going to require significant you know intervention for them to bring that down and get to a healthier point and it's not like you have to be shredded but um there's a i think there was a study done where they showed that i think it was a majority of health loss was realized within like the first um 30 percent of your weight loss and it's irregardless of diet and pretty much any diet you go on works as long as you can adhere to it but um just the fact that we literally sacrifice children for the old and the elderly is just fucking insane to me when they were killing them too like they were killing the old people so yeah the whole thing was just the social the mass psychosis formation was so real and that's what's so scary right now how everyone's moving on i'm like no don't you understand you were like under a spell and you were Mm -hmm. being terrible people it's like believing terrible awful things and they're like no abortion we gotta talk about abortion now i'm like oh my god 
the abortion in Ukraine. Well, the one thing that's kind of interesting, and I, I, I try not to beat this up too much anymore because I always do, but um, the rhetoric that came for um, from the state in trying to blame China for everything. And yes, it. Um, I, I guess the predominant theory is that it came from China, but I've also heard some people say that there were some labs over here um, in the United States that supposedly were doing some experiments. But then we also know that our government was funding um, labs over there to a large degree. And that's not to say that the labs made COVID or anything like that, but it's possible. Yeah. What else are they doing? I mean, what else right. are these fuckers doing? Um, green monkeypox. Yeah, right. Um, I'm, I'm kind of glad that kind of went by the wayside. It seemed like they were trying to like ramp that up, but it just didn't it just fly. Didn't happen. I think they, yeah. they, they went, they went overboard with COVID. Yeah, because they only gay people were getting it too. Like, and I saw a guy at the gay club who had he posted pictures on his Instagram, and I was like, "Oh, you were gonna make me have to show papers to go dancing for a cold, but this motherfucker's a DJ and he had it, so he could before it showed signs, he could have like kissed someone on the cheek or something, you know, but he didn't have to show no fucking papers. So, mm-hmm. and it was bad. That monkeypox was it wasn't." He like not a lot of people got it, but the pictures I saw, holy fuck, no thank you. So no eating Did, ass for me. Okay. <laughs> no ass to mouth. <laughs> right now. <laughs> on, on any gay guys at least. Yeah, well, yeah, well no, okay, no. so what if what if they're bi? They better tell me. But I know, <laughs> even then, I'm gonna be told princess. Sorry. That's what I'm not yeah, eating ass okay. their asses. Um <laughs> The, the one thing that concerned me about COVID is that um, a lot of the populist right is so piss poor on China and it, it really served their interests to point this all at China and say this is all China's fault. And now look under Biden, now they're saying, oh, well, he's not tough enough on China. But then if you look at the actual policy, it's, well, let's sell warships to the strait. Let's do everything to ramp up tensions with everybody everywhere. And still the story is, okay, well, you know, <laughs> Putin's a madman with nukes, but you shouldn't be scared about him. So we have to arm Ukraine. But you should be scared of the, um, you know, the Arabic person right up the road because they might be a terrorist. And now we're starting to see that the same with Chinese people where, you know, all these Chinese people in colleges are now Chinese spies. It's the propaganda is fucking tough. And even people of our persuasion are buying this kind of shit. Yeah, I see that, too. That's like that's just kind of like a dumb human having to be tribalistic kind of thing. Right. Where like you just have to, like, be that way. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, it is. And, but I mean, and Chinese people are technically white if they're going to college from what I've seen on the entrance stuff. So <laughs> did you, they were literally doing that. If you're Asian, you have to hit this score, white, this score, black, like way down here. <laughs> That's so racist. They made the, I think they did mess with stuff in the, it was just like bond villain stuff. And I'm like, yeah. well, what else are they doing there? Like, what right, yeah, they yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, there was obviously, again, a function research there. But, like, uh, the origins of COVID don't seem to be quite hammered out. That's kind of what I was getting at. And, like I said, I've heard some people say that there might have been even some initial traces actually here in the United States at one point. But um, it, it's the overreaction and then just the fact that, like, we can't have a conversation about, like, okay, well, why did our government fund labs experimenting on this kind of shit? Like you realize this could end civilization if you really fucked around and found out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're blaming us for not staying home. And you're like, do you motherfuckers <laughs> know that like, your tax money was funding things much? More? That's what I don't get the normal people, like how they don't get that in their head. Like whatever you think a normal person does, that's terrible. The government's doing it times 50 and much worse. And they're allowed to. They're just like allowed to. I'm not allowed to start a lab and just start fucking around with diseases, you know? So I don't know. I don't know how to get through to people because I really do think like this was a test run, you know, to see how many people they can trick, which is a lot. Yeah, it was surprising to me because even like some of the boomer cons I work with are still freaking out about it. And they're still saying, oh, you got COVID, you got COVID. I'm like, stop calling it that. Don't even like, why are you still paying credence to this whole idea that everything is COVID and that if you're sick, stay home? Like, okay, now if you're like dying, yes. But if you got like the sniffles or something like that, who gives a fuck? COVID does not spread anywhere near as bad as we were led to believe. Asymptomatic spread does not happen. It didn't exist. Even Fauci said that early on, but that got buried. He was like, asymptomatic's not a thing. And then that's how they got everybody to wear the mask. And he he literally- The mask didn't work at first and then did a complete 180. 
that was scary. I, th I think they did that, like the very obvious flip flops, just to show people like us, like, look at we can control the population. You can even flip flop, and they don't care. They won't listen. Like, yeah, no. That and, and when healthy people get diseases, whatever kind of cold, we're supposed to get them because then it like stops with us because we don't like because I think I had COVID. I never tested, but I wasn't even sick. Like I had a, a achy day, and then that was it. And that's weird taste stuff. But I never was sick. You know, because that's what happens. Healthy people get diseases and they fight them off and it's, we don't spread them. Then it like stops with us. Yeah. So Well, it's because if you're a healthier person, you generate less viral load. Um, so funny, my story with COVID was uh, March of 2021. We were going to play a show actually in Columbus. Um, Hex, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, the King of Clubs down in Columbus. I know that's a little ways away from you, but. No, I'm not familiar. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, we played a show there and. Um, that previous week, I remembered throughout the weekend, I'm like, man, I just don't feel like on top of things like I normally do. And then surely enough, um, come Monday, I, I had no taste or smell, but I felt perfectly fine. So I'm like, look, if I tell everybody that I got it, then this is just going to be a giant shit storm. And I really you cannot afford to, to take a week off. What's up? So you just kept it to yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Both me and my fiance did. I remember sitting on the bed and I, I told... Uh, Sarah was my fiance's name. I told her, um, hey, I think I got COVID. And she was like, oh. <laughs> I said, well, I don't know what to do. And we're like, all right, well, let's just. And guess what? Nobody got sick. No. Nobody got COVID for me. I no. played a show that weekend that was sold out. I, I'm pretty sure I got COVID like right before I started working at where I do now. I remember like there's this one day I was just like completely out of it. Couldn't even get out of bed. Had chest pain. Uh coughing issues breathing issues that was from like a day but then like after that it's just like breathing issues and then that went on for like a week or two and then i was fine mm. i have no idea if it was COVID. probably was probably wasn't i don't know but i'm just like oh whatever in this whole since it all started i've had two days so two and a half years i've had two days where i'm like i think i'm fighting off an actual because when you're healthy you know when you're fighting like you said how you felt kind of like you know when your body's kind of like fighting something right yeah. and then that's which is that's what sucks about it. that's why they were to scare everybody because most people are fat and unhealthy and they don't know when they're sick they like feel like shit all the time right so they are the people who go out and spread <laughs> stuff but like you know and then when my my parents got it in october 2020 and my mother is not very healthy and they like they were fine you know what i mean they didn't have to go to the hospital or something so i was like i don't know it's a cold and a flu and it affects people like if it's a real thing you know like i don't understand how people like there's no cure for the common cold that went out the window right <laughs> and when you're sick stay home and have chicken soup and stuff like that and not tell the world and then it become a whole attention whore thing like mm -hmm. oh I got it. It's like, I don't care. It's like you said, like it's private. Like, yeah. You tell your That's, boss, whatever. Yeah. And like I said, if you're dying, then like by all means, stay home, go to the hospital if you have to. But like, it's just this almost, like you said, cult worship is just so fucking strange. So I'm kind of curious about, um, do you guys know anybody personally who died of COVID? I have a cousin who apparently died of COVID, but she also had asthma on top of it. Mm -hmm. So she had yeah. what? She had asthma already. Oh. How, old got, was, how old is she? I, I honestly don't know yeah. how old she was. They're close family. Um, no, I don't know anyone who like specifically died of COVID. I know a ton of suicides and some other stuff, but not COVID. Oof. Okay. So I knew one person who had it and then had, I guess you could say died of it, but um, I'm going to put this kind of theory out here and you guys can tell me what you think. And so for everybody that doesn't know, my fiance is an EMT as well. So she was kind of transporting a lot of people. Um, at a certain point, your oxygen levels get low enough where you're actually not considered like autonomous or fully capable of being responsible for yourself. So um, I had a coworker who is, I think in his sixties, he was only a couple years away from retirement. So this was the really shitty part. Um, he came into work and he was sick as fuck. And then like that Friday, they said he came in just looked like death. And he had, he just said that he kept on to chug through, but he was a cancer survivor and he was obese. And they were all like, dude, you got to go. And, 
surely enough, about a week later, he ended up dying, but he literally refused to go to the hospital. It's like, dude, you're not young and healthy. Like you're, yeah, you're in unfortunate, right. You're in unfortunately rough shape. Like my mom had COVID. She got fucking destroyed by it. And thank God she my recovered. Too. Yeah. And she was a three times cancer survivor and she was vaccinated. And that's so. what we have to worry about. You, we've always had to worry about giving people like that disease, right. you know, like, my brother-in-law, excuse me, Dilly just burped. My brother-in-law has a liver, he got a liver transplant and he's had a lot of autoimmune stuff. So it was like, mm-hmm. you just know not to like go around these people sick. But back in the day, that's how old people died too. I had mm-hmm. like all my grandparents died. Like they got sick, went to the hospital, got pneumonia and died basically. Mm-hmm. Like that was normal. I don't know. Yeah. My kind of theory was that I think a lot of people probably just didn't go get help when they need to get help and then ultimately end up dying because we do kind of have this culture and I'm thankful for it here in America of um, I'm going to work through this and there's something to be said for that. But at the same time, when you're an older individual or you're unhealthy as a life right, you shouldn't just push through. You should probably say, hey, if I need help, I need help. That actually might. So my friend's mother did die specifically like specifically from COVID supposedly, but yeah, she said the same, the, her mom was sitting around coughing for like four days. So then by the time she went to the hospital, her lungs were just like shot, you know, like, mm. yeah, that's the thing. A lot of people, some people go for nothing and then other people yeah. won't go at all, you know, and they'll, yeah. that's me. Yeah, that weird yeah. It's weird how our society is. Mm. I have but never go. That's why I told people and they're like, well, the, unvaxxed or caught i'm like listen bitch i've never like needed any med i've been to the er twice i paid for it It wasn't even for like a a issue like a big issue you know i'm like don't tell me i'm draining the system because i've even paid in and never fucking used it so yeah yeah that's what i mean i mean i've had health insurance pretty much since i started working full-time and i never ever went to the hospital or anything like that because i mean i I take care of myself because you don't want to like the hospital is like that's why a lot of people wait too because you can go there and catch another disease and die from that you know like it's not the best place to be and that's when they were sending people there to test and stuff i'm like what that's like what are you doing mm. it's bizarre we can, do you want to talk about happy stuff sorry we're talking about all this <laughs> no it's okay it's hard not to get into it hey, i do want to mention that uh, i remember december at my job we had like a mass covid outbreak mm. like four people got it all of them, all of them were vaccinated of course. Um, I don't know. What what kind of gives you guys hope? Um, I'm, I, I kind of battle this back and forth. But, um, you know, seeing the how awful this regime is that we're living under um, and how utterly incompetent our quote unquote elected elites are, um, it, it just can't help but make you hopeful that like there are amazing people in the country and amazing people doing amazing things all over the place that we just don't know. And, you know, if we could just kind of focus on that and realize that, like I said, things are a lot better than we realize. And a lot of people are kind of waking up to like, Hey, this, we need to do something else. So um, I guess I'll start with Hex. Hex, what kind of gives you hope about the future? Um, Oh man, that isn't good. (laughs) I guess one thing that, gave me hope is uh during COVID I did meet a lot of like people of our persuasion locally like a lot of people mm-hmm. that uh they all know what's going on they know they know what's up they know you know it, you know if like shit goes sideways I know I can depend on these people for one thing or another so that gives me hope uh I guess oddly um another thing that kind of makes me hopeful is the fact that these uh elite globalist types i feel like they kind of overplayed their hand and now people are waking up like hey uh this great reset shit i don't want it that kind of gives me hope because like i said they kind of overplay their hand and show themselves a little bit too much to the point where people are waking up that gives me a little bit of hope and then like little things like so one of the silver linings from the covid shit was that homeschooling went up by a bunch and uh you know just little things like that makes me hopeful nice forest mommy what makes you hopeful um hopeful is kind of the same as hex as all the people i've met through covid during this time that was like 
because I was depressed. I'm like, why did everyone fall for this? And then I started meeting people through Twitter. I'm like, and it was like mostly young people or like, you know, like people like, and I was like, okay, like the world, there are a lot of normal people who aren't like, oh my God, I have to say this because I heard like, you know, the trained responses. I felt like people like us just don't have that. So that makes me hopeful that there is this cool group of people and we're all like really hot too let's just say most of us um most of us us. um that gives me hope at least that like there will be support and friendship and community um i do think yeah that it woke a lot of people up who weren't political who are like okay i need to start paying attention to at least local like i'm hope i know like federally libertarian whatever like there's no chance but i'm like locally that's where we have a chance you know and i'm hoping colorado especially like we elect a couple more libertarians this time um it's got me involved i'm actually like gonna probably get officially involved in colorado lp now because i can't twitter anymore um and uh what else is hopeful I don't know my like my family's clothes. I don't I I do have like I have hope. I could also it could all crash down too. And then I'm hopeful like <laughs> I get to use my survival skills <laughs> or something, you know, but I don't know. There's gotta be some you gotta have some hope, right? Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I am one hundred percent about rejecting nihilism and trying to stay as hopeful and as positive as possible. And hopefully that uh comes through in my podcast and on Twitter because it does. Uh, Good, good. I, I, what else do you have if you can't be hopeful about this kind of shit? Because um, some of the shit that we're hearing and seeing is pretty grim. But um, to think that the human spirit and the culture that we have um, can't overcome it is, it's it's the death of hope. And I just don't see any good in that. No. No. And I've been like super black pilled and super like, and I mean, I still am like, gosh, we can't stop this government. Like, what? We can't stop it. But, there's hope. And there's always, like I said, being likable, being hot. <laughs> You're getting married in what, two yeah. weeks, you said? Uh, it, to be exact, um, it'll be on November 12th. So that's one, two. And then yeah. you're going to have a bunch of uh, base-pilled kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> have a bunch of babies. Teach them how to take care of cars so when the apocalypse does happen, they can work on cars. Yeah, yeah well, just, you know what's funny? is I, I just went to school for hybrids, so I'm, I'm pretty well-versed on the electric vehicles. But, yeah, 16 days we'll be married, and we're definitely planning on having um, at least two kids, at least two. Now, if other stuff happens from there, I'm not going to complain because um, – I, I used to want to beat my dad, but like, man, five kids, that's a lot of fucking money. And that's a yeah. lot of time, <laughs> but it would be cool. I, I the the older ones kind of raise the younger ones, you know, when there's like a big family like that. That's yeah, what you, you can just do. outsource your family, you know, you teach. that's how you teach them how to like live, right? That's like good life lessons. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I guess a, a takeaway there from teaching people to fix cars. Like if you're ever looking at a hybrid, um, that shit will kill you. <laughs> the hybrids will? Oh, fuck yeah, they will. There's, um, you know, anywhere from 400 or like 200 to 1,000 volts. Like that shit will. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not good. But um, they're not as bad to work on as you think. But obviously don't, uh, you know, go digging around your car, seeing if you can poke wires or else, yeah, you might burn something up. That's not good. But I don't yeah. know much about cars anyway. I'd hurt myself fixing a car anyway. Any car. I, I mean, I, I, st- I know what I'm doing, but I still hurt myself pretty frequently. Oh yeah, we talked about it. I'm like, you're sure I'm sure your knuckles are all beat up and man hands. You can't really see it too well. And then you play guitar, so you got calluses. Yeah, and... calluses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm sure Hex could relate. I don't know if you ever gotten a cut on like your finger, like right there. One of the worst things in the world yes. is that oh my god. <laughs> it's it's kind of interesting how your body learns to adapt to stuff. Because when I'm playing, if I get a cut on my finger, I will literally just adjust the way that I play. And I'll get accustomed to that. And then as soon as it heals, I can go back to playing the way that I played. It's it's so weird how our body kind of auto-regulates a lot of the stuff that we kind of deal with. Yeah. yeah. But don't trust your body. Put a bunch of pharmaceuticals into it because yes. you can't trust that your body. That immunity is a myth. That was yes. a real headline. That was a real headline I saw, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so it's... evil that they did that. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, I remember getting a uh, antibody check and yeah, verified I had them. Now I haven't had it checked since we got it checked like two or three months after um, we had COVID, and uh, yeah, they were 
pretty good. So, you know, even my know. seven year old dad, like a year after was still throwing antibodies because he, oh, okay. he has to get his blood checked randomly. And so I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. like some people's when you're when you live a healthy life and you try to be as healthy as you can, like because shit does happen that we can't control. Right. Like you can get disease. So it's like, why would you not keep yourself as healthy as you can so that when something terrible happens, you're healthy going into it. But yeah. that's common sense. We can't expect common sense. No, no, just put a Ukraine flag and a needle uh, in your bio and you're good to go. And wear like three masks and suffocate. <laughs> yeah, that too. Make sure you get put your, your profile fifth, picture. Get your fifth boosty. Get your mm-hmm. fifth boosty. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, um, for some of you, I know you're on a little bit of a time limit, so I don't want to hold you guys up too, too much longer. Um, I guess I'll throw this on Hex and then for some of you got a different answer. If you don't feel like answering, you can tell me. Hex, what does liberty look like to you? Ah, uh, damn, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be cliche and say being able to do what I want, but it's not, I mean, it's not really that. It kind of is, but not in the way people probably think. Like, Because there's some responsibility like, that comes along with it. Yeah, like, little things like, okay, I want a, I want a piece of property. I should be able to have a piece of property. I should be able to defend myself. I should be able to have bodily autonomy, which, you know, we just spent forever talking about that. <laughs> um, and I guess more importantly, to be able to think critically and have my own thoughts and not be forced to be a part of some groupthink bullshit. Hell yeah, man. What does yeah, health I look guess, like to you? Oh, sorry. Um, I guess what would you call that? Bodily autonomy, mental autonomy. I don't. I, I guess something like that. Oh, look, my mom dropped in. Sorry. What does health look like to me? Um, yes. Okay. What does health look like to me? Uh. Being six foot twenty two and fucking sexy, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, uh, just like keeping myself in shape. Uh, don't get fat. Don't. I don't think you could. But there's not enough food in the world to get you fat. You're so tall. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, just don't fuck my body up to the point where I, I, I can't even get out of bed. Like that would suck. Mm. Force mommy, I think I asked you last time you were on if you got anything to add there. Um, I'll say Liberty looks like a sparkler in the butt. And then, nice. Uh, health, yeah, health is just keeping your human, you this gift of human life that you have, keeping it as shiny and happy as you can. Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's good enough. Um, sparkly. Uh, luminescence, right? Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> All right. Where can everybody find you guys? Um, Force Mommy, like I said, or uh, like you said, I know you're not on Twitter anymore, but uh, if anybody wants to catch up with you, where can they find you? Um, probably best right now is Instagram. I'm at Forest Mommy Co. One word. Um, I have a link tree, Forest Mommy. There's all my links on there. That'd probably be the best. And our Discord. So yeah, Discord and Instagram. I'm on a bunch of stuff. I'm on True Social, but that's like stupid. And <laughs> is it is it as bad as I think? It is, but there's more people joining now. But yeah, it's like maga 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 Trump maga. <laughs> so you're saying I should go on there and shit on people? Yeah, the more people, it's <laughs> nice because it's set up just like Twitter. It's like the same format, but yeah, that it, it's not Twitter. So okay, so I, I may have to get on there and talk shit about Israel. Do it. <laughs> All right, Hex, where can everybody find you, brother? Um, so Twitter is gold showers underscore hex is the handle because I've been banned like nine times now. But everywhere else it's just hexelerate as is displayed on the screen. YouTube, SoundCloud, Bandcamp. Oh yeah, I have a YouTube too for us mommy YouTube, by the way. That's probably an important one too. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll make sure I get all you guys' links in the description. And uh yeah, if you guys don't got anything else, we'll uh, close her out. Thanks for having us on. Oh, there's Hex. I'm glad his face right, finally my came back. Camera battery died. I gotta fucking fix that. 
<laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for coming on. We'll definitely do it again sometime. Bye, everybody. Peace out, everyone. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.